0: with an explicit graphic content warning. (laughs) Now, strap in and enjoy the show. Okay, welcome, 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 my wonderful listeners. Okay, as always, make sure you check the show notes for the content warning. Today, I'm going, today's episode is called when you're a control freak in recovery and you still fall off the wagon. <laughs> all right. So um, I'm going to share some stories about, uh, you know, me being in recovery and how recently I have fallen off of the, the Zen uh, train and, uh, you know, fell flat on, you know, pile of shit of control and how that's not sexy at all. Um, so that's what we're going to talk about today and there's going to be some like there's going to be some reference to some kink or BDSM because it's my life and so there's always some um, emblems of sex somewhere uh, when I tell my stories so just make sure that um, you know you you know you're prepared that as you should be every time you hang out with me it's very rare that I don't talk about sexuality in some capacity one way or the other. Um, Today I'm going to talk a little bit uh explicitly because I have to tell the story and uh how it presented itself was in Well, I was in the middle of having some sexy time so um it may be a little graphic okay so if you're uncomfortable you you might want to gloss over that part of the story fast forward okay all right so let's talk about being a control freak shall we (laughs) now Everybody who is, uh, uh, what is the definition of a control freak? Okay, let's start there. So, you know, people can self uh, identify or you can identify the people around you. <laughs> okay, so a control freak is somebody that needs to be in control either of themselves, others, situationally, or in their surroundings, okay? So it can present itself in many different forms in many different ways. Um, you know, uh, control freaks, (laughs) if you do this, you're a control freak, um, (laughs) control freaks tend to get kind of spazzy. It's a, it's almost like, it's like, oh my God, get out of my way. I got shit to do. It's like this, like I'm on a mission. I have no time. Don't fuck with my mission. Get the fuck out of the way. Okay. That's, that's the, that's the consistent, consistent thing about control freaks across the board. There's this like, there's this vibe. And when we're in control mode, it's like, don't fuck with us. <laughs> and there might even be like the death stare. <laughs> Do fuck with us. <laughs> Depends on what level of control freak you are. Okay. Um, so I need to admit, I am a control freak and I'm in recovery. And I've been in a, I've been a control freak since I was a child and I needed to learn to be a control freak in order to create my world around me that wasn't safe to find safety and feel like I'm empowered. So this is where being that overbearing, bossy, controlling persona or personality trait comes from is from a place of feeling overwhelmed, unsafe, um, not empowered, that's kind of like that's the breeding ground for us control freaks okay so take a breath and when i say control freak i say this with love i say this absolutely not from a place of judgment everything i'm gonna talk about is from just from observation and from a place of love and if we can laugh about it um it tends to diffuse the situation okay so that's really really important i want you to not be like oh she's making light of that no I'm, I have found that when I laugh, it diffuses the feeling of I need to be in charge and in control so that I feel powerful and don't feel out of control or unsafe, and it helps to break the cycle. So I'm going to laugh about my, my choices and how I behave when I'm a control freak, okay? Okay. Now, if you behave that way, I'm not laughing at you. It's really important. It's just, this is how I handle this. And my laughing at my own behavior, it helps to diffuse it and to shift gears, to change the the behavioral output. Okay. All right. So being a control freak is the outside, basically inside you, you feel out of control, unsafe, and overwhelmed. Those are, that is, that is the three core reasons why, um, how a control freak is born basically. And then what happens is, is that you learned at a young age that if you take control of the situation that you feel out of control in, or you take control of yourself, or you find some form of control, it feels like you have a little semblance of empowerment of power. And then then it feels not so bad as everything is falling apart or you're not safe or whatever. So it's just it's like this is how your subconscious um, really created this way in which you can move in the world and feel safe. Now, as a byproduct of that. We also live in a society that is very uh, rewarding to high productivity and often Control freaks because we're on a mission and we gotta get shit done. We often are high producers and efficient producers, <laughs> right? Because it's I it's part of the activation of I've got to be in charge and I gotta figure this out and I gotta sort it out and I'm a planner and all those things. As as so, our society really kind of like says, "Oh, those are great traits," and on their own, they are great traits it makes for great leadership to be able to you know foresee what's going to happen and to plan in advance and problem solve and take charge of the situation and and you know make it you know make it more efficient like those are all great skills as from a place of leadership as long as you're not moving from the place of which is the control place which is i don't feel safe i feel overwhelmed and i feel powerless okay so on the outside society thinks that you're spectacular because you you're you're the person you're the person that goes to they get to do everything because you're very efficient at it and you became very efficient you learned these skills in order to feel safe okay so that's i think that's the important piece of this okay now there's kind of like there's kind of different layers of control freaks. There's the, there's the I control myself, and that can present itself in some things like uh extreme exercise, uh you know, extreme dieting, um, you know, um body modification, where there's like it goes to an extreme so that you feel, oh, my flowers is falling out of my hair. Um, So that you can feel like you have some semblance of power or control. And often this is created out of not feeling in control again, not feeling in control of your body um, for whatever reason, trauma, abuse, um, sickness, whatever it is. Okay. So that's one where it's like the control freak goes within and becomes super controlling of their body. Um, The other areas are externally. So you can be, like I said, it seems to be internal controlling of your body. When you eat, when you sleep, you have very rigid routines, these kinds of things uh, is number is one. The second is you tend to control situations, meaning that you you need to plan well in advance. You need to have all the details. you orchestrate the situation, you orchestrate all the details. You have all the details con- and you're in control, okay? So that's a sit- your situational control freak. And by the way, these can overlap at any time in somebody, all right? And then the third one is control of others. And this tends to present itself within relationships, friendships, parenting, um where you basically are controlling and bossing uh everybody around and no one can do anything right and and you tend to be like uber you know basically an uber boss i'm gonna say uber asshole or uber bitch tends to be people on the receiving end of that without consent because we're not talking about bdsm and consensual control (laughs) <laughs> it's non-consensual control you know you end up going into the kitchen somebody's cooking and you're like uh yeah that's not how you do that this is how you do this <laughs> here let me do it like that that is another place and then the fourth one is where it's like situational or sorry we go to situational people and your body but then actually there's a fourth one which is your environment. So everything has to have a spot. Everything is put a certain way. The labels are turned a certain way. Um, You know, that uh, if somebody moves something, you know it's been moved, like everything in your external environment is neat and organized and in control. And if something, now that's not a bad trait to have, but if somebody comes along and you'll know, you'll know who I'm talking about, if it's you or somebody else, you'll know that that's the place that somebody has, is doing their control when they feel out of control and powerless and not safe. If you happen to move something and put it back, not in the right place. Immediately, they'll be like, why did not you put, they'll either get upset or they have to go, they cannot stand there and watch it be where it is. So those are some of those are the four, there's the kind of like the four major uh, signs of a control freak. (laughs) now don't worry there's remedies (laughs) you're not alone first of all you're not alone uh most of the world has does one of those four um at some point when they feel out of control overwhelmed powerless and not safe okay it's just human it's part of our human makeup and because we also have a society that supports it it makes it really easy to drop into that because no one's like "Hey." that's not cool. All right. So I have been, like I said, I'm a recovering control freak. I'm a control freak in recovery. Um, you know, I, some, my major places in which I tend to do control is situational control, um, and control of people. Those are my kind of two areas in which I tend to do control. Um, So, needless to say, when I'm in control freak mode, I am not fun to be around. (laughs) I am a bitch and I am overbearing and I'm bossy. And I'm not fun, playful, you know, rubber chicken, everything you know about me, Gaia. I am like fucking angry and miserable and get the fuck out of my way. I got shit to do. So needless to say, it's not fun to spend time with me like that. I don't even like spending time with me. I'm like, oh my God, you're horrible. (laughs) If I could leave, I would, (laughs) but I can't. So how about we like tone the shit down and figure out what's going on. So over the years, I have learned about, okay, so if I happen to drop into those places, and I know the difference because I've spent quite a bit of time in the opposite of spazzy control freak, Um, you know, the place of like zen and ease and calm and stillness and, you know, leadership and, you know, even when I'm doming, it's like, it's not from a control freak space. It's, it's from completely the opposite place. It's from this place of empowerment. And I have leadership because I'm in a place of empowerment, not because I'm in a place of less power. And so I've been able to know and anchor in to my body and my being and my whole existence. Is that it's not, it used to be quite a while I would be in control freak mode or spazzy mode, as I like to call it. Um, Because it feels like I'm like just spinning out of control, right? Even though externally, it looks like I'm very much in control internally, I feel like everything's out of control. And until I fix this thing that I can have control over, I'm not going to be okay. And so I used to stay in that state for days, weeks, months. Um long time ago years and years and years ago before I even realized that I was control freak and all the things that I've learned over the years all the healing that I've done all the work I've done on myself so now it's a pretty it's a pretty strong contrast I've been able to really feel the stillness and the zen and the tranquility and the inner peace and when that gets you you know when I go out of that into control the short period of time of recognition. So it doesn't take me long. It may take me depending on how deeply the core of what's causing the distress in me is, um, will depend on how quickly I'm aware of it. So it may be from the moment that it's happening, it could be a couple hours, it could be a day that I've been in there because I something deep is like affecting me deeply that I'm not even aware of. So the first thing I've learned over the years is to acknowledge it, recognize it, laugh about it, do some deep breathing, and then take a moment and ask my subconscious, which I use inner child work for my sanctuary. If you don't know what that is, um, I'll put a a list of a couple of um, episodes that I talk about that, that might be really helpful for you as a strategy um, to learn how to do that. So where was it? Oh, yes. Okay. So I take a breath. I'm like, well, I'm a spaz. I ask the question, why am I being a spaz? What do I feel unsafe or out of control about? Then once I get the answer, I can, instead of trying to squash this, like, starting to choose zen and squash the control, um, which doesn't work, by the way. Um, <laughs> now I'm just being a control freak to my control freak. <laughs> vicious cycle. Vicious vicious cycle. Um, I can course correct the core issue, and um, once I course correct the core issue, then naturally, I can fall back into inner tranquility and inner peace, and 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 being feeling very zen and and feeling at peace, both within and without and around me. Okay. So that's just, that's just a quickie on how to handle when, you know, just try to break the cycle. And, but the first part is awareness. And that's the hardest part is watching and observing. And I needed external help to help me navigate that. So I'm going to like totally own that piece. Like it didn't happen naturally. I needed people around me who were not in a control freak mode, (laughs) Because other control freaks will not will just recognize, hey, you're my soul sister, <laughs> my soul brother. Like <laughs> you just recognize each other and be like, oh yeah, it's totally normal. So, don't have other control freaks to help you with this part of it, okay? Unless uh, those control freaks are also in recovery, they're they're helpful. But like non recover non-control freaks in not in recovery are not helpful for this part for the process, okay? So I needed others to point out, hey, and so I gave the people around me uh, permission over the years to be like, hey, spaz, that's, that's my, that's my like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Hold on. Why am I being a spaz? Why am I being a control freak? Why am I trying to take charge? Why am I doing all the things? and it was that piece of others around me helping me recognize when i was doing it for me to acknowledge and start to learn the patterns of why and how and 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 when it shows up and how it shows up and and cuz mine can show up very either very subtly or very like, you know, I'm in charge and not in a good way. Like this is really important, okay? Cause I am a dom, I'm pro dom and I'm a dom and I'm, you know, I'm alpha personality and all the things, okay? Um, I am that really large and in charge uh, personality but that's different than being in control freak. And so this is an important piece. So all of my doms who are listening to me right now is there's a difference between taking charge of the situation because somebody is consensually giving you that gift versus needing. It's a feeling inside you trying to learn to differentiate. So it's this deep seated feeling inside you of panic if you are not in charge versus you are in charge because somebody has given you that gift and you really love, you know, bossing people around and you're a sadist and all that kind of stuff it feels differently. One is I need to do this or I do not feel okay inside. And the other is like, yeah, I like that. That's kind of fun. So it's, it's important that when you are stepping in, especially if you are a dominant personality in any area of your life, whether it's work or sex or bedroom or relationships or whatever, it's important to like learn the difference. When are you hey, I like doing this and it feels good. And it feels like, ah, this is fun. Versus when you're in control mode, it does not feel fun. It feels like you have to. It's a necessity. It's a obsession. It's like compulsive. Like if you don't do this, the world is going to fall apart. Everything is going to fall apart. That's what that feeling of when you are in control freak mode versus you're just in, you know, leadership and doming or whatever, you know, whatever role that plays out in your life. Okay. The other thing is, is the key ingredient, very important, is that the people around you have given you consent to boss them around. Like actual consent, not passive aggressive consent <laughs> that they just really don't like taking charge. And so you do it. That's that's not consent. They need to give verbal consent to say, I would like you to boss me around and take lead in this, in this area of our lives. For you to like say, okay, I want to do that or I don't want to do that. Difference again, want versus need. If you need to do it, it's not good. You're, you're, in the, you're in the unsafe zone. <laughs> you're in the control freak spaz zone when you need to do it. When you want to do it, that's different. So that's a good way to kind of see, do I need it or do I just want to do this? And has somebody given me consent? All right. So there's your baseline. So let's get to the story of how I fell off the wagon last weekend. <laughs> All right. Here we go. So, um, you know, in my, uh, you know, in my relationship, one of my relationships, I have two relationships. I I am married to uh, my husband, Lady Bunny, who lives at the newest resort who I do not live with. And um, and then I have my master slash overlord who I do live with um who we are in a 24 7 um ds relationship outside of when i'm you know working um and so uh our playtime is there's always kink because i'm kinky he's kinky we're always kinky um i i can't even not i don't even know if i could have like non-kinky sex i think i would make even vanilla sex kinky <laughs> it's just my nature i'm a kinkster yes i am so anyways so on the saturday last weekend i was like i was i was struggling a little bit of like wanting to be in charge and control and all the things and um but i was able to drop in so i was able to drop in and to surrender and to submit and have like we had some crazy hot sex it was awesome then sunday I have so there's a couple different things on 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 my plate. Okay, one, as you've been probably following, I'm having all sorts of health stuff that I so I feel pretty powerless in my body right now. And because I feel pretty powerless that, you know, it's a basically tests, wait and see tests, wait and see specialists, wait and see like we don't have any actual answers. There's a lot of feeling of out of control in my body, not feeling safe in my body, um, not feeling like I can, you know, have any control in my life. I'm like at the mercy of whatever's happening. So there's some legitimate reasons on a daily basis that I feel out of control and overwhelmed by out of being out of control and feel powerless, which is not a good combination because, you know, it's very, if, when I have a combination like that, there's guaranteed I'm falling off that recovery wagon and I'm like gonna go back into my old need to control situations kind of thing and people. So the Saturday I was like fighting it, but I was recognizing it, I was fighting it. And I eventually surrendered and, uh, and then I went to this beautiful place of Zen and they're like, Oh, I'm not in charge of anything and I don't have to make any decisions and it's a beautiful place. Um, then the Sunday, and so I've been having a friend who has been staying with me and that's a whole other story that uh, we will I'll do another podcast on how do you be your sexual self when in dynamics with friendships that you don't have sex with? So anyways, that's another conversation. <laughs> I got some good stories about that. But anyways, so one of the things that you know I'm trying to work on is still be my badass, kinky, freaky sexual self, even with uh, my friend living uh, staying with us because I have a tendency to turn all of that off when somebody else is in the house. Um, My my kinky sexual self is a very private thing. And you're probably like, what? You tell us everything. It's different. I tell you after the fact. (laughs) You don't see it. You're actually seeing it in action of me surrendering and submitting and all that stuff. It's very vulnerable for me. So, having somebody in my space I tend to shut all of that down and so I decided I wasn't going to do that so she happened to go away for the weekend and she was coming back on the Sunday and I want I had like these big crazy first of all problem I had this language I had this incredible uh, wild crazy sexy time planned in my mind that was going to happen so here's where we start to fall off the wagon. Right there, the fact that I had a plan when I'm the subby, because I'm supposed to make any plans. <laughs> it's not not the same as when you're in my dungeon and I'm the Dom, Like I'm allowed to make a lot of plans. But when I'm in subby mode, um, relationship dynamics that I have with my master, I'm not supposed to make any plans. I can have like things that I may, I can make a request. I can be like, here are things that kind of turn me on. I'm kind of feeling today but I'm not allowed to have a plan because the first sign that shit's gonna go awry with me, which I didn't realize is that until recently, is that I make a plan. That's the first sign, no, no. (laughs) So anyways, I made this great plan. I had this plan, an outfit picked out, I had activities that we were gonna do, I had all the implements I wanted to be tortured with, I had all things, and so now I'm attached to the plan. And because I'm attached to the plan, I'm now in control freak mode. And now I'm going to make this plan happen. So this is where my control <laughs> shows up. <laughs> and it had to happen before our, my friend who's, come, who's staying with us got back. So, cause I wouldn't want her to see me in that state. So it's like, we were at a time crunch. I went downstairs, had a shower, and then I thought she wasn't coming back until the afternoon and she's like, oh no, I'm on my way back. And I'm like, oh my God, now we're on a time crunch. I have a plan. It has to be done. It has to get it done now before she gets back. Let's do it. So needless to say, uh, it did not go according to plan. <laughs> and sideways. Very sideways. This is not sexy. So, you know, my master's really great. He gives me a lot of <laughs> leeway and... He's pretty forgiving. I will give him that. He's way more forgiving than I am. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, get in the shower, do the things. She's gonna be home. We gotta do, you know, we gotta get the thing done before she gets here. And he's like, it's okay, it's fine, relax. And I'm like trying to pretend that I'm relaxed but inside I'm not relaxed, I'm not relaxed at all. I'm like, we gotta do it now. It has to happen now. It's the end of the world if it doesn't happen now. That's how I felt. That's how I thought. And you know when you're feeling that, it has to happen now. It's an indicate, it's an indication you have fallen off of the recovery wagon. <laughs> you are now in full control freak spazzy mode. So, you know, he like you know he's trying he's trying to like you know kind of keep his zen and keep me trying to bring me down and i'm like i'm all spastic and you know and he's like and we're you know we have this you know i'm not i'm not ready to talk about what we were doing <laughs> for another episode i'm not ready to talk about that yet anyways so we have this machine and this machine is uh all hooked up to me and um and now I'm like, okay, but now you have to, now you have to spank my pussy and you have to do this and you have to do this and you have to do this. And he just looked at me and he's like, he's like, no. And he's like, he's kind of, now I'm crying. And I'm hooked up to this sex machine Now I'm crying. And he's like, this is not sexy. And he's like, yeah, me. stop forcing me to do things. And I'm crying and I'm like, oh yeah. This is not sexy. So I take, you know, we get me out of the machine. And you know, he walks away and I'm crying. And then I stop crying. And then he comes back and he's like, he sits down and he's such amazing. He's so amazing. He sits down. And he's like, okay, listen, Spaz. What the fuck? <laughs> what are you doing this morning? Why are you doing it? And so I figured out. Okay, I feel out of I feel out of control. I'm trying to control this shit. Uh, I'm wanting to get to my sexy place because that's where I feel zen, and that's where I go to subspace. And I'm craving subspace because internally I feel so out of control. All the stuff is going on in my body that um, it's like my only reprieve and I have to get there and I have to make it happen now, which of course, none of that works. None of the A, not sexy. B, um, you can't get to a place of Zen by pure forcing it to happen. That's the opposite of Zen. (laughs) Zen's allowing, controlling is the direct opposite of inner peace and tranquility. And so we had the chat. We talked about it. It's like, do you want to continue? I'm like, no. Let's 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 reset completely. Let's just have like some, you know, spend some time together. Let's you know let's play some video games and just spend time in the same room and just fucking chill the fuck up. And so throughout the day. After that, we, we did. We dropped into some sexy time with each other, little moments here and there, um, you know, but was it the big orchestrated thing? No. And that's okay. The point was, is that I didn't orchestrate it. I was able to drop out of control freak into figuring out what was going on. And we talked about it and we handled it. Before that would have turned into probably a big fight. It was just a momentary, like, you know, messy not sexy moment that we moved quickly out of because of years of practice of me acknowledging the first part was me having to acknowledge that i was in a state of being in a control freak space and so that he could be like okay why are you there like you have to that's the biggest part is that you must acknowledge that you're at that place because somebody tells you you're at that place and you haven't given them the permission to tell you that, that place, you're going to hold on to it and you're going to fight them. And you're going to be like, "Nope, you're crazy. That's not what's going on at all." And you're going to hold on strong to it. But you, if you hold on strong, you're only going to stay stuck in the loop. Because the thing is, if you've had a moment now, okay, so this is an important piece. I'm talking about control on being a control freak in recovery, meaning that. I have had beautiful moments of safe, zen, quiet, still, inner tranquility and peace. Okay. I've had moments of that. And then I spend all of my time trying, not trying, making sure that I am in a place where I can allow that to be my default versus being in the control and spazzy default which is used to be my default and so if you've never had a moment of true tranquility inner peace and where you felt so still and so quiet and so safe and feel almost like a hug from the universe that loves you universe god whatever uh, anything that you believe about outside of yourself but you feel this warm feeling of safety and love and being like hugged by the sunshine. If you've never had that feeling, then the truth is, is that it's really hard, if not impossible to change and get on the recovery train of being a control freak. So so everybody who has had that feeling, even if it's only like a split second has had that feeling, you can then now allow yourself to lean into that more and find ways to support your life, to have more of that in your life. But if you haven't had that, then you need support to teach you how to do that. Okay. That's so, and a couple of different ways to achieve that meditation, yoga, exercise, BDSM is, is one of the ways uh, that I, that came to me for me, like for me, that was the major kind of rewiring, oh, this is what quiet and still. Um, art was another one for me. And drumming was another one. So like drumming, pottery and BDSM were like my three ways in which I came to what it feels like to have inner tranquility and peace. So you need to have at least one experience so that you can then start to figure out where you can create more of those possibilities in your life. Now, you notice I'm using language like, don't make it happen, try to force it or it, to make it happen. No, you allow more opportunities for inner tranquility and peace in your life. And you're not getting it, forcing it or making it. Okay. Very important part of the whole First rule, control freak recovery. Let go of control. <laughs> the truth, there's only one step. <laughs> Let go of control. <laughs> step two, allow people around you to support you in that. And to help uh, you gain awareness, right? Like I said, I had people around me to be like, hey, spats. Like, oh shit, sorry. (sighs) Okay. Now let's look at what I was doing. What was I thinking? What was I feeling? What was happening five minutes before I went into this spazzy space? Okay. That's what's going on. Okay. That's where I'm feeling unsafe. Okay. Now what can I do to create a sense of stability and safety and inner tranquility around this? What do I need to course correct to, to create the, the space where I feel safe, whatever that is. But I didn't do that alone. I had some incredible people around me. Then I've also, I have surrounded myself with other control freaks in recovery, because just like ex-smokers, <laughs> we are the biggest assholes. <laughs> because we recognize when somebody's going into control freak spaz mode real quickly be Like, ooh, and we have no problem helping the person if they're in recovery. Okay. And that's an important part. Again, it's consensual. This needs to be consensual. I gave people permission in my life to call me out. And by giving them permission to do so, they've helped me heal, change, course correct. Um, because again, these are so deeply rooted in their survival you don't even aware that the patterns that exist so i did need extra stu- external support and i have people around me that are control freaks in recovery. i don't actually have any um actual control freaks in my inner circle that are not in recovery every one of us are all in recovery which makes it easy for us to help support it's like your sponsor just <laughs> like because it's an addiction it is it's a core piece of your being feels like it's not safe and like you need to do it if you don't you will die like that's how deeply it runs and so you do need to have sponsors or support around you that gets it that yes you've fallen off the wagon okay let's not focus on falling off the wagon other than the patterns that go on there and the things that you can learn from that and you don't need to make yourself wrong and you don't need to beat yourself up about it because that's a whole other thing that's you know whole you know pulling you into the um feeling overwhelmed powerless component all you need to do is recognize it acknowledge it of course correct whatever the core thing is and the need to be a control is gone because you don't need it and the truth is you don't really want it because once you feel inner tranquility and peace and you can hold space for in leadership roles and you still get to be large and in charge but from a consensual place and you get to make decisions when you want to and you don't have to be in charge all the time it's very free it's a lot of work to be in charge all the time it's a lot of work to be try to keep in control all the time of all the circumstances and situations that you have no control over. It's a false sense of security. It doesn't even exist. So all of a sudden you have all this extra space and energy in your world to be Zen and to allow people around you. That's the other thing, the beautiful, there's the byproduct of your own choice to change, to become a control freak and recovery. And I will always be a control freak and recovery. This is not something that you man like you you master, and then you never are never going to happen. Is if the circumstances align and there's a right amount of circumstances, you will fall off the wagon, and it's okay. You fall off the wagon, you know. Hopefully, you didn't roll down the the down the hill into the ditch, and now or like playing in the mud puddle in the ditch. Hopefully you just fell off the wagon and then you'd be like, oh, shake yourself off and got back on the wagon. Zen. And even if you didn't, you, you fell down off the wagon, rolled down the hill or now in the ditch playing in the mud and you're like, full on, I am a control freak and I'm, I'm going to like stay here. So stay there for as long as you need to. And when you're ready, you can shake yourself off. Look at, okay, why did I feel... Why was I feeling unsafe? Why did I feel powerless? What's going on in my world that I feel those feelings? And is there something I can do to either embrace the circumstances of the situation or change this the circumstances in the situation that align better for you to feel safe and feel like you have some power in your life? Okay, and the last thing is, is that if you want, and here's the, my invitation to you as a, you know, the master, <laughs> mastery of control freak in recovery, <laughs> is I teach other people how to be in recovery, um, is that one of the things that I offer in the work that I do in the world is helping people find that inner tranquility, the Zen, the stillness, and the safety in letting go of control, in the surrender. And I do that in many different ways in many different forms. Some of it's, you know, in the dungeon, some of it's just through, you know, mindset work, inner child work. There's lots of ways in which I do that for people. So it's not just one way, you know, my personally my favorite one is in the dungeon. I'll, I'll be straight up and honest about that. <laughs> then it's a win-win for everybody. Everybody's having a good time. Um, but that piece that i talked about if you've never had that moment you cannot you cannot recreate it you can't even allow it to happen again so if you're like okay i am tired of you know i'm tired actually just period if you're tired because it's a lot of work to be a control freak it's not easy a lot of moving parts there's a lot of people a lot of variables a lot going on and if you're tired and you are ready to be like, I wanna have stillness and quiet and inner peace and tranquility in safety, knowing that it's safe to do that. If you are wanting to feel safe, truly feel safe, then reach out to me and we can help. I have lots of tools. I've got some people that if it you know, doesn't work with me, I got some other people that you could work with that can help you achieve that. Who are also, you know, very good control freaks in recovery <laughs> with mad skills as well. Um, let us help you because you deserve to feel safe in the world, and you feel deserve to feel safe in your body, and you deserve to feel safe in your life, and you deserve to feel empowered in all aspects: money, relationships, love. Sex, parenting, all family, all friendships, all aspects of your life. You deserve that. Let me help you. I invite you. So you can reach out to me at GaiaMorissette.com. If you're like, "Ooh, I think I really like to surrender. I like the surrendering idea in the dungeon," then you can visit me at EmpressGaia.com, and uh, you know we can go from there. So I hope you learned lots. Again it's a journey. <laughs> sometimes you're on the wagon of sand. Sometimes you're in the ditch of control. <laughs> and the idea is to spend, you know, more time on the wagon, and less time in the ditch. <laughs> That's my goal in life anyways. So until next time, stay sexy, love life, and be kind to yourself. Mwah. I also lovingly invite you to follow me on Instagram, which the handle is My Orgasmic Life Podcast, where you can leave feedback and comments. Also come join me on Facebook at My Orgasmic Life Podcast Facebook group. And I really want to hear from you. I want to know how this show affected you. Did you what did you learn? Was it inspirational? Did you agree? Do you disagree? Um, you know, I want, I wanna know. Because I'm a little bit of a voyeur. So I want to know what, how am I affecting you? (laughs) So please, please, please come leave some comments. Now, if you're like, but I don't want everybody to know what I'm thinking, which is okay. Sometimes we need privacy and we need to be anonymous. So you would like that option. We have that. You can email my slutty assistant. Layla at GaiaMorissette.com. Okay, listeners, until next time, may your life be filled with sexy exploration and orgasmic pleasure. Bye bye.